You're listening to One on One with DP. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Oh, my goodness gracious. Welcome back. One on One. Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Uh, this segment and our guest brought to you by Ambition Electric. And a quote from this player says this. I dislike every man I play against because he's standing between me and all pro, between me and my paycheck. Barry Thompson is with us. Uh, Mark has found a clip, and it is exceptional. Mark, if you would, please. The most intimidating offensive lineman in NFL history was a huge, angry man named Robert Stanford Brown. We got Bob the first day, and no one knows, you know, Bob Brown. They don't know him personally, they just know his reputation. He walks out of the locker room, and he walks all the way up to the other end, you know, where the goalposts are. He hits a goalpost with his forearm, knocks a goalpost, and he goes, crack, crack, and the whole goalpost goes right down. My whole guys, I mean, all the guys are looking like that. You know, and then they didn't know what to call him, you know, Bob Russo, so they said, Mr. They called Mr. Brown. <laughs> Turned around, walked off the field. <laughs> I love that so much. I love that so much. Former Husker Robert Stanford Brown. He said, what do you call him? Mr. <laughs> yeah. Those, those, when you go back and talk to defensive and offensive linemen from that period of football, they have so so many stories, like Artie Donovan for the old coach could tell you stories for days about crazy, the crazy guys that, that played for the Bears at a certain time, uh, the Vikings, right? Uh, Pel- uh, uh, what is it? Eller and Page and those guys. They have wild. They all have these wild, wild stories of uh, how they kind of existed. And uh, it, it's a, it was, man, it had to be a fun time play. I mean, football's fun anyway, but to play with those characters is amazing. Hey, before we jump to defensive side, I want to give props to two offensive players. Okay. Tim, Tim Brown, okay. receiver. Fair. And Rich Gannon can go. He's not the other two, but he, his body of work should not go unnoticed. That's, as a that, 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 that's yeah. all fair. That, that's yeah. all fair. Um, yeah. Within this, within some of the stuff that was said, so there's John Madden talking about Bob Brown. And then yeah. there's then the, and he said that Bob Brown told him that he if he hit you with his forearm he could take a quarter out of you, and by that he meant if he if he laid up on you one time, you weren't going to play well again for until the next quarter. Like if he yeah. and then Bob Brown tells the story I played for Mark. He says, "Yeah, I like to take my forearm and hit the, hit a player." Right below where the shoulder pads end, because there's a nice little meaty place right below yeah. the right below the pad. No, no, you- that was. That that was their that was their that was their game, Barry. I mean, it, you know, now it'd be all horror, but that was it was that's how they thought about the game, and they were in that period of time thought as you know being intimidators and all that stuff and the Raider mystique and but it, you know for a period of time that's what was real. That I think where they lost it is that that kind of stuff went up in the stands at a certain period of time, and it wasn't on the football field. I think now they're getting back to it's more on the football field than it is on the stands and putting it together in Vegas going to be fun. Well, well the style of play fun. was different. The style of blocking, of course, because now it's yeah. hand engagement, hand fighting, whereas right. back in that day you couldn't use your hands. And this was 
hey, I'm just going to take these these big arms and I'm going to pop you in the ribs and see whether you're willing to be committed to, to, to getting through it. And at Bob Brown back in the day, it's six foot six and two hundred and eighty pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Madden said he, you know, his his forearms look like legs. So when yeah. he, you know, and if he's he's taking that dance of hey, I'm if you raise your hands higher than 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 I do, I'm gonna put these forearms in your ribs. Let's right. see how committed and, to playing you really are. Right, and, and and just for some of the younger listeners, understanding why that was such a tactic is because at that period of time when he's playing, the head slap was legal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of the first things I was taught when I started uh, young football, uh, the Bobcats and, and uh, Bearcats in, in Arlington, yep. they put me at defensive end. My dad took me aside and says, okay, when he's down, the first thing you do is you take your right hand and you slap him as hard as you can in the head. So the head slap, that was a counter. If you wanted to head slap him, you're going to risk losing the rib. Yep. <laughs> so well, you so hit, what do you want to do, Cowboy? Well, we were taught hit him hit him in the ear hole. Right. Like yeah. hit him in the ear hole. And you were taught wherever the head goes, the body goes. So that's how it was going <laughs> off. Right? And th- just to show you how much the game has evolved, Back then, it was that was how it was played, and and now you know it, you don't do stuff like that. You don't even attack a center when he's you know down, which is the game's still physical, still violent, but you know we're a little smarter about safety. Well, <laughs> it, it's the push of all that things. Okay, so we've covered the offensive side of the Raiders. Yeah. We have this lineup uh, led by Al Davis and John Madden. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to alternate between Kenny Stabler and and Jim mm-hmm. Plunkett. Uh, we're going to use Bo and Marcus Allen in in a two back offense with Dave Casper yeah. and and Todd Christensen. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. we're going to put Bolitnikoff. Sometimes it's Tim Brown. Sometimes it's hey, this week. This week's honoree in in yeah. right okay. four set that we'll put in this week's honoree uh, for the Hall of Fame in Cliff Branch. Right, so you yeah. can you can move folks around and do your thing. That offensive line, Bob Brown on one anchor, and and I don't know. Let's let let's say I guess it's Archell on the other side. I don't know. Yeah, Steve. Hey, Steve Wisniewski is another guy. Wisniewski another guy, right? That that guy. Right. So Mod- we know that you're not getting pressure on them, and they can run when they want. and They can do what they want. Now, after they score, you got to put dudes on the field to to make plays, and you need to stop folks. Okay. Uh, you you can go three front, four front. We're okay, guys yeah. up front. Um, well, I would imagine that number seventy five is the guy you start with. Yeah, I am, but I'm gonna start in the back end. Okay, that okay. Was one of the things that the Raiders did, they started with. Well, they didn't start with, but they they wondered when they would make their runs, they would have corners that they could leave one on one. So before anybody else grabs them, dude, so I'm getting Lester Hayes and I'm getting Mike Haynes back. What do you do? There. What do you What do you do with Charles Woodson? Charles, I'm going to use him. Charles, I can move him safe. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can move him safe. But you, but and you can't, got, but you can't have all the safeties. Why not? Why can't I have Tatum? You and can't. Atkinson? Well, you can't. You can't have Tatum and Atkinson because I know you want you. You need gang gang. Like, cause Wait you, a second. You didn't say there was a salary cap. I can rotate. No, these I'm just, I'm just listening to you as you just gather assets, kind sir. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. 
So you, you just got. You didn't say any rules. You just said, "Who are my guys? These are my guys." Let me let me paint this. Let me let me let me tell the listeners what Barry Thompson is trying to do here. So he's going to line up with Lester Hayes and Michael Haynes, who shut down the Smurfs in the Super Bowl at the highest level ever, and then he's going to steal and sneak Charles Woodson in there as a nickel as a as a nickel back that he can use yeah. wherever he wants to use, and he's going to put. Jack Tatum and George Atkinson yeah. in the back to knock people out and not take their helmets off? Yeah, I can move one of them up to play outside linebacker if I need to. What's wrong with you? You got you got I Ron Martin at outside linebacker. I have personnel, I have personnel groups. I can I, I keep all happy. He's, cre- <laughs> he's creating a two deep, all right? <laughs> yeah. When when left and he's a to reapply some stick him and he's got to sit out for a play. <laughs> oh, when he, yeah, when yeah, they throw the you, flag on him. He can't play the entire game. You gotta get a breather. Yeah, he's got yeah, he's got he's gotta replace stick him. Him and Blumikoff. Charles, Charles can return some punts. He can do that too. Well him and oh, yeah, you want so let me get this straight. You want Charles Woodson and Tim Brown to return punts for for you. Well, you know, Tim Tim's a little tired. I mean he might have a long offensive drive. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look, with that offense, they're never going to have a long drive. Like, never. I need, bo- I need bodies for camp. I need bodies for camp. <laughs> <laughs> Who are those linebackers? Who are those linebackers? Go Rod Martin, Ted Hendricks, uh, Villapiano. I think we already mentioned them. Um, so, like, in there that, that's been freestyle. I'm probably missing some long Well, Matt Mill and I would throw Matt Mill in. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, Matt, you know, if you're going to get rings, you, know, you got to throw Matt yeah. Mill in there. Just, and if just, we're talking about defense, we should. I talked. To, I started with the defensive backs, but Ray Guy, mm-hmm. right? A great defensive weapon. Ray Guy. Ray Guy. I, that's not even fair. Yeah, that, but, that's but not, I mean, I get one punter, right? Well, well, well I'm punter. surprised you didn't ask for Reggie Roby, too. Well, I'm, well, you know, Shane Leckler's all right. And then I got to have a, uh, you know, anyway, so. So back now, let's go up front. Yes, who are those Howie, thumpers? Howie, who who Howie who thumpers. are the who 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 are the gang leaders up front? The guys who don't even play defense with a helmet; they're just wearing black bandanas and and face black. Like what? there's Howie, there's Matuzak, there's Lala Zato. <laughs> Look, line them up. Jokingly, I call it a gang, but listen, the three you just rattled off—that's a gang. Yeah. Yeah, have you ever heard the Matuzak story? Matuzak went to Tulane. Yeah. And he had this crazy girlfriend. One day, uh, I think Matuzak told the story. He was she got he was out late doing something or another. And so she, she got after him in a car and was chasing. He was running and he jumped in he, he jumped into like a cemetery thinking he was safe and she drove the car up into the cemetery. Oh my! And you know, of course, Oakland police at that time, you know, police would kind of you know take care of little minor things like that. As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible; they engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's On Cloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Cavis and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Lenticum, by subscribing to On Cloud, where you get your podcasts. Minor they told things. Tuzak, they told, yeah, they told Tuzak, said, we'll, we'll take you, but you got to get rid of your girlfriend. <laughs> you got to break up. Yeah, you got to yeah, break, break up, bro. This is too, this is too much. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so we, we've got, you know, Howie, Tuz, Alzado, 
you know, you can flex and set the edge with Hendricks if you decide to. Who was the other yeah, tall? Uh, well, don't remember. Uh, don't forget Greg Towson. He was pretty productive. You know who we forgot? Not, you know who we forgot? The alien. The alien. Uh, Otis Sistrong? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Right? University of Mars. What's he called? University of Mars, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't go to college, right? Right. He, um. Right. Yeah, well, he went to – yeah, so they got him uh, from Columbus High School, I believe. Right. And, they, and, and they asked him where he went to school, and he said the University of Mars or something like that. Right, right. So he went from high school. His story was he because he went from high school to the Marines. And then after leaving the military okay. at 22, he was working at a yeah. meat meatpacking plant, played mm-hmm. semi-pro football. They found him playing semi-pro football. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. In the area for the what was then the uh, the, the the racers, uh, he actually played in Virginia for the Norfolk Neptunes of the Continental Football League. Remember that? There was, we yeah, go. like there we, we sent a bunch of dudes. Like we know a bunch of dudes from the Norfolk Neptunes, and then the Raiders picked him up, uh, and then they asked him, "said Where are you from?" Uh, during a Monday Night Football telecast, uh, they would do these shots, right? Of of you know who you know who, this player from so and so, this place from so and so. And he originally put up there uh, U.S. Mars, which Marine Corps. But he took that and said, no, I'm from the University of Mars. (laughs) There we go. go. And after he retired, he became a wrestler for a while. Yes, he was was in a tag team uh, with Michael Hayes from the Freebirds, and they Mm -hmm. won the titles by beating Jimmy Snuka. And and partner, <laughs> right? So Jimmy yeah, super flash. Yeah, Otis Sistrunk from the University of Mars. That's. Yeah. <laughs> that's I'm telling you, man. There is a day and age of characters in football. <laughs> I'm sure they're in locker rooms now, but man, if they had nil when those guys were around and social media, oh my god! Oh my goodness gracious! And then yeah. uh, he was, yeah, they were. They he won his ring with the when they beat the Vikings. Um, but also, you're talking about you're talking about a defensive lineman with three interceptions. Yeah, from the and middle by the way, of the field. In my secondary, we're, we're not going to get old man Willie Brown. I, I might old man Willie, right? One I of the great need, plays. I might need him coming off the bench. One of the great plays in NF and Super Bowl history, and one of the great calls. Right, the Raiders yeah. call uh, was top line again. We're talking to Barry Thompson. We're celebrating because it's football season. Uh, there's football, to, NFL football tonight, uh, the Jaguars versus the Raiders. Uh, I wanted, because we have Barry and he's he's efficient in, in the language, the, we talk Raiders and we talk NFL football um, as we as we set ourselves up. Um, you do need a kicker. You have a punter. You need a kicker. Uh, are, are we taking the legend or are we going uh, European? We're going European, man. That dude kicked the crap out of the ball. <laughs> you're gonna take. You're gonna take. You're gonna take Yankowski over Blanda. Uh, Blanda can play quarterback for you. Yankowski can't do. It. I know. Seabass can't he do that for you, man. Got me through the season. Seabass can't do that for you. Well, no, I can take them both. See, no, 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 no. They do this. They used to do. Well, nope. When they didn't have a cap, didn't they have a long uh, kickoff kicker and then a short kicker? Yes. Did they have that? Yes. Okay. Right. I got them both. Yeah. It's from the text line. Uh, Barry Thompson is a cheat code. <laughs> 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 a living cheat code. So, all fair, all fair. What? Yeah. Through this thing, Barry, we're at that point now. Guys are at camp. 
Um, you know, th- there's a hundred stories, but the question is the focus, and I want to focus on quarterbacks because I want your opinion on the guys who are going to be the faces of the league this year. Now, I'm going to ask you to forecast which five quarterbacks will tell the story of this NFL season. So at the end of the season, what five quarterbacks are you going to ha- whose faces are going to show up that will tell us how this season went? Um, I think the usual suspects, I mean, but, but I'm going to throw a wild card in there because I just think it's been such a mess. Okay. And I think Deshaun Watson, that, that, you know, it's not the direction you're going with that question, but I just like how that ever situation ever happened. So that, and then potentially, and I've never, I don't think I've rooted this hard for anybody that, you know, wasn't a Raider. I'm rooting so hard for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what kind of bad person he was that he got traded for this mess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping that he is one of the faces that tells a story mm-hmm. about this season. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, there's Brady. There's Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Josh Allen. You, mm-hmm. you got the guys that have stepped up and said their thing. And, of course, my got Carr, right? I, I expect him to be in there. And you got Herbert, right? But you only, five. Five. you only get five. You only get five, Chico. We're pressing. Uh, but let me let me marinate on that five because the, the, the other the other like you know Baker's kind of out there and here's another interesting story is Jameis Winston I don't I you know I see silly stuff of him on Instagram <laughs> but for some reason for for some reason the Saints kind of believe in him mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so if he performs to the level that they seem to be believing him and committed to him. He could be one of those faces and remove one of the others. So five and five A. You know what I mean? Uh, I'll, those I'll, are the ones I'll, that I'll, I'll say this right. So yeah. we'll have the quarterbacks in this pool, like the faces that will define the season. Going to do the same thing yeah. with coaches. Do the same thing with coaches. What five mm-hmm. coaches will tell the story of this NFL season once we're done with? I, I, I'm going to pick Harbaugh, the Ravens. Okay. Uh, because I just think, you know, organizationally they're kind of set up to do something. And, you know, he would be the one to lead them through that and, you know, the changes that they've had in the front office. Tomlin, mm-hmm. um, you know, how they kind of masked that change. And then, you know, Belichick's had a year to kind of regroup, right? He's been through this little set. They kind of got the quarterback that maybe they want. You know, the, the Patriots have a way of adding different pieces that nobody really pays attention to. So that's three. Um, uh, trying to think of another coach out there that that would really, you know, like you'd be kind of surprised what they did. Is, uh, is the Dolphins have made some moves, haven't they? That that's the space I was going to go to, right? That, yeah. That yeah. The Dolphins would be that would be a story. And then if I'm rooting for my guy Baker, then then the coach there that would be a story too. But getting that together, it seemed kind of discombobulated. Right now to pull it together, um, those those would be ones that I would keep an eye on. It is a push to the season. And by the way, just for I know you got a very experienced and intelligent audience, but those first four games, I don't get too excited about that. We've been through that mess where somebody new and new change, and they go through four games and they're three and one. You didn't think they'd be three and one. 
Wait to that fifth and sixth game going on because once the tape gets around to the other defensive coordinators, then they start to take away what it is that you were doing that was successful. And then it's, uh, the response has to be, okay, we can make this move. Yeah. And what happens with a lot of these teams with these new you know, systems and new starts is they don't have another move. Yeah. And so you see a team that gets off to 3-1 start, and all of a sudden, seventh game, they're sitting there, you know, uh, maybe they're upside down, they're 4-3. and three. Right now they're trying to get even and stuff like that. And they have to, you know, and then they start telling you how tough their, their conference is. So be excited for your teams, especially teams we talked about, but, but really watch them in games, you know, five, six, seven, or eight. Where are they at the halfway mark? Are they seven and one? Are they six and two? You know, then, then, you know, tell stories. But those would be the ones that I would kind of focus on. It's going to be fun again tonight. Is, yeah. is the launch? It's the kickoff. Uh, it's the celebration of some of the greats ever. Uh, Cliff Branch being one of those, and uh, a story that you know several stories for Cliff Branch to be told. Long overdue. One of the great deep threats in the history of the league. Um, we'll toward the break. When we come back, we'll close out uh, the, this hour with Barry Thompson. A couple of things we need to take care of, and then table setting for this season. I mean, it's preseason Hall of Fame game tonight uh, on TV. It's football season. We'll celebrate more when we come back. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.